0: hey dane how's it going hey man does it you want to go do some uh, drum lessons now after talking to jake yeah earlier?
1: man i think so i mean we have drummers seem to be the best interviews man they're they're great
0: they have a lot of wisdom, man. I heard yeah. you're beating all those pots and pans, man. So it, yeah, it's not, yeah. keep it up, Tiger. Don't quit your day yeah, job. Yeah, I, <laughs> broke <a> cu- <laughs> I broke a couple of wooden spoons. You know, it's a disaster in there. Ready start the band, man. So I will tell you, man. There's a, a actual a great drummer, Dane. I'll say that. Keep up, keep up the good work, Dane. But we have uh, one of my um, longtime inspirations, even from my days of Plan, uh, Mr. Rich Beto dropping by tonight. it's cool man he's worked with obviously bands he's worked with uh, Finger Eleven of course St. Asani currently working with really No Resolve and and has such a cool story to tell such a positive influence some of these rock stars, man that I get to we get to talk to um, they just they have a presence about them that you you Mm -hmm. feel better walking around them you know there's this old stigma that Rock was sad and depressing like man no not the guys we're talking to and Rich is no exception. it's a positive gentleman man I can't wait for the world to meet him on our show so without wasting any more time I'm gonna get right down to bring on rich rich how you doing brother dane josh how are you guys excellent Good, man we're excited to have you rich it's our honor man thank you for taking oh. the time to do this so my honor. Thank you so much for asking me. Of course, man. What we do, Rich, again, we fall follow, we followed you forever. I again from studying you from my days of playing to when I thought I was gonna make it. Then I got a real job. <laughs> I didn't I didn't, you know, I'm doing the job thing. So I have followed <laughs> you forever. And then um outside of that, you know, just you've been asked for it for quite some time. I kind of told yeah. you a lot of our people use your music even in their walk up songs yeah. or it's just That's a thing, so man. Awesome. So uh, dan wow. was like, What? It was like when I told you uh, the first got uh, first got you, dan was like Okay, stop the clock. We got to get this up. We got to get it scheduled. So it was a uh, it was a treat. So ritual will do, man. We've got some questions that we're gonna run back and forth, uh, Dane and I, sure. with. and uh, We're gonna okay. hit you with, and then we'll transition for a little bit later on to something that's called rapid fire. And Dane will end on what we call open mic to kind of maybe preach that message that you have. Okay, so awesome, yeah. love it. Awesome, man. So obviously, like I said, take us back before no resolve before. Obviously, finger eleven and Santa Sonia and many many other projects. When did you begin um, playing in your life? When did it all start for you? You know.
2: Um, oh well, I'll start here. I'm not actually in No Resolve. I never really was. I just did a few video, like music videos with them. So, um <laughs> oh, Just, yeah, just, just to, no, no. Just to clarify, I mean, I know those guys are great, but yeah, I was never actually there. Gotcha. There okay. 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 But uh, yeah, so man, I I started, I started playing. I guess I was about 11 years old. I kind of grew up with, first of all, all the eighties stuff that, you know, that mm-hmm. everyone like Duran Duran and <laughs> club. And you know, that was, Michael Jackson was huge in my household. Oh yeah. Like I was around when the thriller record came out. And so that was always there. Um, and then of course the Beatles and Tom Jones, I was born in Wales in great Britain. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Canada when I was four years old. So my parents, you know, it was big, Big Tom Jones, Big Elvis, Big definitely the Beatles, but I think um, I don't know what year it was. I got into like um, I guess '80s hip hop music, like Run DMC, mm-hmm. love it, and Grandmaster Flash and Houdini oh, and yeah. the Fat Boys, and for some reason around that time, um, I was just gravitating to to the and I didn't know back then that they were programmed. I didn't really know anything except mm-hmm. I was gravitating to it and um run dmc did that song with aerosmith walk this way Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i think that was the first thing in my memory that i really you know that (laughs) god did yeah yeah that was that that was amazing to me and that was i think the moment um i really wanted to be a drummer and i right after that was um the discovery of like metallica Mm -hmm. uh, justice for all had just come out and um uh, what else back then? Metallica was big. I, I was a big fan of Queen's Queensryche, man, mm. and then all the other bands that were big, Skid Row, and um, gosh, you know, Iron Maiden and all that stuff. And that was really when the drumming changed to like that became. I was about at that age where that's the style that I that I really gravitated to. I was a, a heavy metal kid, so mm-hmm. I was learning all the, especially Metallica, learning all yep. those songs. And I think in seventh grade was when I first joined a band and. All those guys were i think they were like in 11th grade so they could really play all the Mm -hmm. guitar solos on on those metallica records and i was just this young kid but i'd learned everything especially on injustice for all which is still to this day kind of tricky and i was just so obsessed with it i I just learned everything so Mm -hmm. that was my first band and we were called alliance back then and yeah I, i we were all through high school you know we were i never really went to parties and stuff because those guys were older so by the time I got to high school, they were out of school and we were a band that w- were in our practice hall, like six days a week and not really doing covers, you know, after we were young and writing songs. And it was that dream, like, like people have, like to one day get a record deal and, you know, be on a tour bus and travel the world. And all that whole dream was uh, there from a really young age. And I, I just kind of skipped all the high school stuff and just was really you know into this band mm-hmm. Man. so yeah that was the beginning phases and then right out of high school i i joined like a, a a bar band i guess that traveled all throughout ontario and canada and we were you know one of those bands that did three sets a night but mm. we did everything from you know tom petty to tool you know and all oh, nice. everything in between so the band got pretty popular and that band was called the general lee um <laughs> after dukes of hazard and that was <laughs> really an an important uh part of my life because it was we were always learning new songs you know to be up to date and stuff so it really got my i guess ability to to memorize things and pick up on different styles of drumming and it was through that band that um i think james from finger 11 um i'd heard because we're both from the same little area i was from living in hamilton ontario and Hmm. the finger 11 guys were in burlington which is right beside it and Hmm. i i just kind of heard about you know that they were auditioning someone and uh, you know that led to me meeting them and auditioning i think they tried out like 60 guys back then wow Um, and one of the guys was neil sanderson from three days grace funny enough, dude yeah (laughs) yeah so um so that was the beginning, you know, that was like the the condensed version of all through school, which led to finger
0: 11. You said this, there's something that I, uh. I wrote this down because, like, it really stood out to me. You think about, you said something that, I I don't think kids these days have a clue, Rich, when you're, like, you discovered, you, you, for a minute, you said, like, I discovered Metallica. How crazy was it that back in the day? You couldn't just go into Spotify or Pandora and, like, look up an yes. artist. You had to wait for the radio or to go to the record store. Like, these nuggets, yeah. man. Like, the yeah. nuggets of, like, you as you're kind of coming of age, like, the artists, and I, I feel like, again, 80s and 90s, people that came from that. I'm not saying that music isn't good now, but people like yourself that grew from 80s and 90s were the best music came from you're influenced by the 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 best of the best you know so it's like that's that's your your culture you know with the best that there is you know for sure
2: it's like you're you're influenced by the whole record too Mm -hmm. because you go and get the whole record and you listen to it from start to finish and it wasn't just the the buying the album which is a huge part of it but then it was looking at the band mm-hmm. in the sleeve and yes. like reading
0: reading yeah. who, who produced it and who makes and kind of learning what
1: the credits
0: like yeah oh yeah even man my uh, people don't get this like dane you do you told me this too remember like uh, i'm not not being weird but you open up there's a new cassette smell or a new cd smell too. Yeah, like there's sure. a whole yeah, yeah. thing man like oh my god yeah. i'm listening to this album check it out like it even smells new like it was such a thing man you know yeah so, it's like it kind of smells well. like a glossy kind yeah, of yeah. Like, yeah man yeah <laughs> put on yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, thing, but you know, man. the
2: thing about now, the difference is all of those things you just said are true, but uh, I mean, you see all these young players now and they're like virtuosos as far as mm-hmm. drumming, like yeah. double bass drumming has gone. Back when I was young, like one by Metallica was the, or like yeah. the Slayer, yeah. Slayer stuff with Dave Lombardo. That was really as fast as it got. But now <laughs> you guys are playing, I mean, three times. Car players are playing, you know, back then it was like Steve Vai and Joe you know the metal guys but it Mm. seems like every girl can do that stuff easy and the reason i think that is is as much as all that good stuff for us and all of that discovery you know from our generation now these youtube and every single lesson you've ever wanted in your life is at your fingertips you know where (laughs) i used to to buy these i'd have to buy these dvds of these (laughs) drummers and sit and watch it and rewind it but so you know people are growing up now with everything at their fingertips so they're losing the you know the charm of the whole record and right you know i even think glancing through at new artists on a digital um in a digital setting is like i don't really ever listen to a song i'm guilty of that i'll listen to for 20 seconds skip the next song and i'll probably (laughs) unless it's something that really gets me i might not even go back to that record or i'll forget that it exists because there's so many things so i get really cluttered in used on on how to find new stuff yeah, and yeah it, there's it is, so much and, you know and, and there's so much in like every i i still love hip-hop but I get really confused on if I look at new releases on like Apple Music and stuff. I'm just like, who
0: the hell are I?
2: I haven't heard of any of these people. Yeah, (laughs) so much, man. And that's
0: that's what we were saying. Like me and Dane were talking for a second. My kids crack me up. They're like, Dad, if you want to know who's new, like the TikTok music, that's how you know who's new. If they're on TikTok, that's that's the that's the the platform, man. But I I know I'm kind of diving into a little deeper, but it's it's such a powerful thing that I feel like again. Even take you guys when you were doing things with San Asani or back in even with Figure Level, like when they dropped Paralyzed, like. You go back even just really not that far back when yeah. CDs were still a thing before digital yeah. just took off I feel like it was a better experience I, I'm, I'm gonna live and die by that I, I will yeah. to this day there was a better experience when you had to listen to it from start to finish or at least yeah. skip the, the track on the CD and not go yeah. digital there was, a, there was a better vibe so I'm kind of glad vinyl's coming back you know I'm glad it's, For it's, it's sure. making a trend oh, so. yeah, definitely. And yeah. it was,
2: it, also it was like back the, we were right at the tail end of it and we pretty much missed most of it but when people still bought records so we Mm-hmm. Like on that you know the record with paralyzer on it and the record before that with one thing on it we mm-hmm. you know both those albums went gold in the u s you know which is half a million and almost reached a million
1: mm-hmm.
2: where where nowadays that that's absolutely impossible for a mm-hmm. band to sell those records so yeah but the, if we would have released even though it was that at that time, I think had we have released paralyzer like five six eight years back it would have sold maybe two million records or if if we went back even further it might have sold five million records so as time went on the record sales went down but we were lucky enough to be you know we were able to sell some records and and back then you could still tour and make money where nowadays and sell shirts and make money so nowadays it's just touring and it's you know unless you're doing these massive numbers um youtube and all that stuff you know, bands, at, at the, the band that was, you know, our band at that level just never really saw income from yeah. that. So we were Man. lucky to kind of catch the tail end and make a little bit of money off those songs. But mm-hmm. I don't know how, you know, to be a new band right now. Um, first of all, I don't think you can get signed a record deal unless you have beforehand, like so many TikTok followers. So that's like <laughs> part of your record thing now, which wow. is yeah. crazy to me. Cause I would think that's, you'd get a record deal and, your music out and that's how you would get those followers but so it's a different world so i don't know how like a band in their 20s put out a record and get in a van and go out there and tour with absolutely no money um yeah it's it seems to me impossible but i mean bands are doing it but i forget back in the day too when i was 20 we all we're in CDs. CDs in the van, right? Yeah, CDs. Yeah, in the and van, we all thing. lived with our parents back then. That, and that <laughs> yeah. was, so I, I forget <laughs> that kids now are doing the same shit. I always like put myself in my shoes now, as a, in my 40s, and think I could never do that, but I wasn't yeah. that age at that time. So I mean, <laughs> I, I had no money, and I didn't care. You know, we would just tour, and I would make twenty dollars a day to eat.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and that diaper. was
2: it. And I was absolutely fine and like living my dream for years. You know.
0: Yeah. Isn't it like – I would say this, and then take question two. It's almost like – I'll, I'll kind of transition on this. It's almost like now the music is second to the brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like music yeah, is sure. second. It's brand first, music second. Back in the day – I keep saying this, but it, it's so powerful. You, you would, We would make a brand like when Justice for All came out or, Dan, you could talk about Ride the Lightning or even when yeah. I was listening to Dirt Like Crazy or whatnot. That is what made the brand. Okay, what, what album is it? Are we buy in. We're buying all <laughs> yeah. this gear based off of what the album is. You know, it's like now the brand comes first, and then yep. okay, that yep. I saw them on TikTok, so I'll listen to their music and so yep. forth. You know. So anyway, that's 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 another another story for another day. Then go ahead with a question, too, man, if you want to. Well,
1: even to add even to add on to that, now you know you know you know you see interviews and you have like you say TikTok, YouTube, any other medium to you know listen to or if you want to get like you were saying, Rich, that you know a lot of these kids now you know, at, at mm. young ages, they're double bass and they're just virtuosos coming out yeah. into their first band. Yeah. But back whenever you were starting off, you know, you had to go to the old school way. You had to watch DVDs or you yeah. had to find a, a coach to, to teach you. Yeah. Now, whenever you were learning your craft and you were younger, mm. did you have being a lefty, did you have trouble finding a, um, a coach that would help you along with drumming? Yeah, i hmm.
2: it's funny you ask. So when I I didn't know I was so young when I started playing, and and when I, I as soon as I started drumming, I started taking lessons. And mm-hmm. I, first of all, I didn't know I was a lefty because I just didn't know. I was a kid. I didn't know the difference. But I would watch guys at the music store before. I remember my first lesson. I was watching like a kid before me, and I couldn't figure out what. what why did it look so different what he was doing i just de- mm-hmm. didn't even think at 11 years old wait a second the whole drum set's backwards wait <laughs> yeah. and i certainly didn't you know i started to realize i know it's not backwards i'm backwards <laughs> but, and the way that happened when i went into my first um class the just by chance my the teacher was left-handed and he had two kits mm. set up but he had me sit down i think on the right-handed kit and you know whatever i did and then he said sit over there a second naturally my left hand and my left foot you know he could tell right away he's like oh you're a lefty drummer so am i <laughs> so wow it just, it just turned out that way i had that have been different i'm sure i just would have learned right-handed with him because it was the very yeah. beginning but yeah it just kind of happened that way and uh it always made it tough like playing in bar bands to, like to, to this day to go up and jam with a band it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh i gotta like change the hi-hat and the floor tom around is that it's such a it's such a like uh it's you can't just get up and do it which oh that's yeah, a process yeah. to this day yeah
0: man so it's it, i say this kind of with all respect so basically you and jimmy hendrix that's why you guys it's a lot in common right you, you discovered your left handedness while you're uncovering your greatness that's crazy man so well
2: and <laughs> far, yeah and as far as drummers phil collins which is yeah. You know, yeah. pro- one of my, if not all time favorite drummer. I'm such a Phil Collins and Genesis fan. He's a lefty. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I knew till later, but um, yeah. You know, Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix, and um, yeah. There's other ones I'm blanking on, but yeah, there, there's not very many, but. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I think, you know, there's something very unique unique about that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, for sure, man. No, no question. It's, it's interesting where, like I said, I could talk about that for days, but there's a definitely, again, Dan goes back to, that's where you, you learned your craft. And then it's, I think it's more, again, I go back to even like when I used cheater pedals back in the day or whatnot. Like, you're doing it the old school way, the hard way. Like, you're earning your stripes, man. Like, it's legit. Like, you are, you're in it, you know? So, man, that's just, that kind of leads me to my next question, honestly, really to Rich. When you think about sure. the, the career you've had, your illustrious career, and you've you've worked with a lot of great, you being in that like rarefied area where you say Rich's name, you say these these people like the Neil Purts. In my opinion, I'm being, I'm, I'm being serious. Rich, Neil Pert, Danny Carey, thinking about Carter Biefer, things like that. Your name comes up. Is there oh, no, but you think about it though, because it's true. Because you're taking your technical side, what you're doing, and you're you're spreading it out there. Is there a, a one person, if you had to, though? Like, all right, you got to pick one that was maybe your biggest influence in your life as a drummer, maybe musician, maybe just a brand or attitude or whatnot. Who's that
2: artist that influenced you the most in your career? You uh, say I got it. well, well, man, that's such a nice thing you just said. <laughs> so so untrue, you know. And I really mean <laughs> that. That is so not. I, I, I mean it though. Gosh, I do, that's, man. So, that's so nice to say. Thanks, but yeah. I just kind of was like giggling to myself <laughs> and shaking just, my uh, head. You he said that, like, oh, okay, you know, it fed my ego, but I got to say man, being a kid it was Lars from Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um okay. the, just as far as those records, the impact they had on me and um as I guess like as far as being a kid trying to learn those songs, it was it was Lars and it was um Scott Rockenfield from Queensreich. Yeah, two, yep. two guys that I and I think nowadays, um, for me, all respect to Lars and Metallica, of course. But, you know, over the years, I don't gravitate to him at all now, like really at all now, as much mm-hmm. as I love Metallica. But I go back to um, Queensryche and I can really see it still in in my playing. I, it's like I recognize why I do things. And it wasn't just me. Um, Sean, the bass player, Finger Eleven, he was nowhere he like Queensryche, I don't think he ever heard him in his life. He was more like a a, a 60s, um, you know, classic rock guy is mm-hmm. what he grew up playing. But when I joined Finger Eleven, um, I was always trying to get, like when I hit my bass drum, I wanted Sean to hit his bass. So we were always locked in, um, kind of doing the same thing, which is a, a total Queensryche from my standpoint, because mm-hmm. that, that was my inspiration. So if you listen back to those records, it's like, it's always like doom to doom, to doom, do doom, doom. Yep. He's, he's usually right on with me uh, where some bass players are just doing like eighth notes over it if i'm going to do, cat, a lot of guys would just be going doom 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 but sean would be going doom 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 to doom, do doom. Yep. so that was I, you know i don't know if sean w- would love that when i say me and sean were influenced by <laughs> queens Reich, but <laughs> i make sense though yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, and that was a big part of the sound i think um mm-hmm. for us back then
0: but that's like, man, I'm telling you, and I love, like, I love breaking down, and this is where Dane will, like, because Dane is, we both have kind of our specialties. I've been playing for 25 years, and Dane's been in the sports world his whole life. I love the technical, like, when you're talking about triplets, or even, like, cheater pedals, all these things. I love those nuances to where literally even a half step can make a difference between how you sound and another, another drummer sound. It's, it's crazy, the technical side of it. I love that, you know? And knowing yeah. that this is, you hear this, and this is what you hear in your head. when I, And like, that's what I'm telling you when I met when I said, like, when we were playing, we thought we were gonna have this career and all that, and like listening to really, you're saying this honest stuff. Was it really helped me that technical side? It was, it was a little cleaner, a little bit more, mm-hmm. again, you know, reserved. That was what stood out to me most. Is like when I listened to you, uh, when you're dropping that with the melody, like doing the drop C stuff, it just stood out to me a lot. So uh, it's oh, cool thanks. to see what, but like what influenced me. It's cool to see what made you who you are. You know, it's it's a it's a powerful tool. So thanks, love it. man.
2: And you and you know, I've always um, believed that as much as we're talking about it. You know, because you're asking the question, we're sort of talking really yeah. specifically about drums and, and all that. But my goal is to always, you know, for the non-musicians to never notice that. I At the yeah. end of the day, I just want the song to be, you know, the song, uh, the chorus of the song. It's the vocals that, you know, mm-hmm. people are going to remember. So as much as I was um, wanting to do that stuff, uh, you know, I was equally wanting to not get in the way. Like we yeah. were never a prog rock band where like there was going to be this big drum moment in the song it was i wanted it to be interesting but uh, always a it was it, yeah it was just complimenting mm-hmm. the song not standing out as like kind of mm-hmm. you know wanking off for the you know not a bunch of splash symbols all over like yeah. for some bands that's their thing and it works if you listen to dave matthews that it's so part of their sound you know it's yeah. so it it never stops moving and as with tool too but that's what they do that's their thing with finger mm-hmm. 11 and even more so with st asonia where that record is much more m- kind of meat and potatoes playing mm-hmm. it, you know it, you just don't want to get in the way of adam or, or with finger 11 scott
0: mm-hmm. man it's it's playing yeah we, they always told us the reference i was always told us play clean right and that's kind of you know so yeah man uh, yeah. I can, man, man. Yeah. but dean go ahead man i'm gonna get carried away geeking out of
1: here, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> so well now that we're in full swing here of 2023. What's on the horizon for you this year? Are, are you guys looking to do uh, more writing, more touring? What's well, right on the now,
2: I'm, I'm just sort of a freelance drummer at this point. Mm. Um, I, I went out to Europe in June with Chris Daughtry nice. and uh, we did all the big festivals. So, you know, we were doing download festival and uh, rock AM ring, which there was like 90,000 people, a show opening for <laughs> iron maiden and Volbeat oh, wow. and Deftones and, wow Um, yeah and so me and chris had been we are friends for like 20 years so um his drummer brendan who's been with him for a long time and he's absolutely incredible drummer he had uh, i think a death in his family that happened right before they were going over to europe so chris called somewhat last minute and just like hey are you able to do this so i learned the songs and went over there but it was just a temporary thing Mm -hmm. for a few weeks uh besides that right now i'm like right right now actively looking for a new gig so um there's nothing <laughs> specific there's definitely a few things that you know are possibilities yeah. but got to kind of wait to see how mm-hmm. how those bands you know what happens with them um making a record or you know getting on tour but there are a few things that i'm hoping for but generally speaking uh, you know if if someone heard this in a band i'm like fucking.
0: <laughs> Man, that's <laughs> that's a, I, I say, man. That's kind of a cool uh, again there's no, there's no doubt the success you've had. It's nice that really at this point, you know, when people come to you, you can kind of, you can pick, you can pick what you want to do. And that's like, man, dude, like even Daltrey, like going back to 06 when he dropped, you know, self titled or like, you'll leave this town. Yeah. Like, that's cool mm-hmm. that you can now, you can pick and choose who you want to work with. Like you made it that big in your life or Hey, yeah. okay, maybe yeah. not this person, but this person, that's, a, that's gotta be a cool feel, man. To, to pick your freelance work. Like, how does that, how does that feel? I, I can't even imagine, you know? <laughs> well, so.
2: well, thank, it's not, I wish it was more like, that like i mean i it's more like i being like desperately hoping my phone will ring it's so it's the good thing about that and i believe that there's a reason that everything has gone on the way it was is after saint asonia i was really i'd really gone into a dark place with alcohol Mm -hmm. and drugs it finally after all those years had almost killed me and Mm -hmm. i would not have been able to go on like that Without either dying or going to jail or a mental institution. It really, really got that bad. So, um, this last few years have been a time for healing, a time for sobriety, a time for to become a dad, to get married. So, I'm all of that stuff I wouldn't change, even though at that moment it was as dark as it could be. Um, You know, and it sort of cost me. Yeah, I, at, at that moment, it, I felt like it cost me my career. But really, I think it was a, a divine intervention to both save my life, to ground me, um, to finally get a family. And the most important thing was to um, get healthy, sober in my mental health and get, you know, get that together because is, that is a big focus in my life now that that I talk openly here and other places mm-hmm. about it. It's really about trying to help others that are in that place, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it hasn't been like my phone's been off the hook, but I think there's a reason why that hasn't happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and even now, you know, that Chris Daughtry thing came absolutely out of the blue in June. So um, it's not like... Wow all this stuff's happening but it's just about having faith and uh mm-hmm. really not panicking about that stuff because it's easy to to get in your own head and think oh my god what now oh my god is it over what do i eat? but and all those things might be the case you know i've had a longer career than most i i definitely don't want to stop but mm-hmm. it's just about um it's just about if the universe wants that to happen i'm not yeah. going to try force it i'm not going to I'm going to just do what I'm doing and be a, um, focused here on my family and and always be playing and focused on my drumming. But it's not like when I was younger, it was all I thought about. You know, it's, all, it's still all I want to do in my life, mm-hmm. but it's equally all I want to do as be a, a father and a husband and most mm-hmm. importantly, a, a healthy one at that, a sober one at that.
0: I think, man, yeah. and that's, it's, it's a, uh, I will say this cause uh, we've all, we're, me and Dan are both dads. We, we have two kids own. my wife. I uh, have two girls and Dan and his wife have a daughter. Awesome. I think that's, it's neat that you said like the best gig of all is being a husband and a yeah. and a, yeah. a, a dad, you know, and it's great. It's, it's interesting, man. Like, and I respect you so much, man. I, like I told you, I wouldn't go any maybe more darker than you wanted to. And that is actually, in my opinion, man, that's a, that's a sense of positivity where literally you're telling us how you overcame this. That's, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. It's you've touched us with your music for years, but that's also just equally touching. That look what I've done yeah. in my life to overcome some heavy stuff, and now I'm back on track, man. That's thanks. that's even thanks. better, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That's it's more not important so, I than think the music. Right, you know?
2: I, thanks, and I, I think right in the beginning, I was <clears throat> a couple of things. I was probably in a bit of denial. I was um, angry yeah. um, mm-hmm. that St. Estonia stopped when it did. I, I and I was really um, blaming others, but. Now I, I, I encouraged to talk about it. Um, the first mm. few kind of interviews I did, it was, <clears throat> I don't know if like embarrassing is the word, but it was just kind of letting my guard down. But I've had so many people in my life contact me and, and, you know, like that nice thing you just said, I've had more positive reaction by being honest mm. than um, just being fake about it. And because so many people deal with this stuff, especially in the music industry. Yeah. And at the same time, I've probably got a bigger circle of um, friends in the music industry of like really, really other successful, Mm well-known musicians that I'm probably closer with than any of the friends (sighs) that I had in the past. A lot of them were relationships that were based around drinking and partying. But it's like I didn't know anything about their lives. Superficial. yeah. 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 So now all the guys that I talk to daily, I know everything about them yeah. we're we're <laughs> real friends and then you know it doesn't really matter what band they're in so yeah. it's all uh, it's all being really really positive thing although in the beginning it didn't seem that way you know
0: well man I, I would say this before I transition to the kind of that light stuff man think about this like like I said before when you go back to uh, even like even mm-hmm. as beautiful as like a melodic like one thing or like I said taking a stop through how much I listen to you know y'all's saying a time when i the jam or like that motivation that the what that left that impression that it leaves <laughs> on us from music you're now also telling another story man like I'm telling you yeah. that's it's deeper than music man it's it's yeah. beyond it so yeah. what you're doing transcends. Transcends music; it transcends sport, so it's like that's that's a whole other level. Because we listen to stuff to I don't want to I don't like the word escape, but we listen to stuff yeah. to relate, right? Like rock and, and and whatever genre of music we listen to, it's to relate to something. So you literally, yeah, how much more can we respect it that you're being real and you're relating to this? Is hey man, we're all in the same boat. Like yeah, everybody, I, I say I have a buddy that is an addiction counselor. He says everybody's addicted to something. I don't care what it is; it could be work, yeah. it could be things that you're not proud of, yeah. it could be and maybe someone's got drinking problems or drugs or whatever it may be everybody's addicted to something let's be real yeah you know know.
2: addictions um you know it's a lot of people that never had that issue um which are blessed but addiction comes to um you know uh a surgeon a lawyer a musician everybody a a factory worker it doesn't matter um that thing has killed and has destroyed an equal amount of people's lives and there's no like uh there's no amount of money that you make that if you're, if yeah. you have that allergy to alcohol and you grew up in that household, like I did, I mean, I'm an yeah, alcoholic yeah. for life. I will always be. So it's uh, it, you know, it's definitely the more you're, in that world the more you kind of see man this uh, this affects everybody
1: yeah, you're, you're saying definitely. stuff
0: i'm telling you rich like i'm telling yeah. you when i say this man it's powerful and it needs to be said it's like you're saying yeah. things that yeah. people need to wake up and say hey man especially during the height of covid man where alcoholism yeah. went up like the like, what they like 60 percent like you're speaking real truth man And that's i'm telling you as much as you're an amazing artist that's equally as powerful man the message you're spreading around yeah. that so yeah, man Thank man, you. man it's it's like gosh dude i, I can't even i, I if i don't just transition i will i'll talk about it for hours like I have right, to transition I it's, a, it's, it's easy to go down also, the rabbit hole. Yeah. It, it's amazing <laughs> and it's 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 real talk man as, as they say it's real talk so yeah let me let me intentionally take a moment um okay. i want to I'll, I'll, I'll circle to a little bit of a lighter thing you're gonna laugh okay i hope you do me okay. <laughs> and dane always crack up every time we do this even if nobody else does we laugh okay so we've got a a couple of uh, it's about four or five what we call rapid fire questions okay um, these are things that are supposed to make you know people laugh it's lighthearted, low-hanging for easy stuff that just to kind of of pick your personality a little bit deeper okay so shoot yeah obviously being a a awesome rad dude from the 80s here we go so (laughs) here we go first way to
1: pull that that 80s word (laughs) over rad man it's it's true so okay
0: so you're here we go lost boys or star wars oh
2: Damn. Oh, man. I love them for different reasons. Star (laughs) Star
0: Wars, as far as growing. I saw Empire Strikes back in the theater, but Lost Boys was a
2: big part of my teenage years. But yeah, I got to say,
1: Star
0: Wars. Love it, man. So, what was your first car? Um, uh,
2: Ford Taurus. uh, um, 19. 19, Let's say 1989. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay okay awesome man so um, I love this this is my all-time favorite question Dane is gonna giggle when you yes. run into the ice cream truck what's the first item that you're getting off the ice cream truck?
2: ooh um, before that before drumsticks were in every store back then, <laughs> it, back then that was like oh, a, yeah. a big one uh, yeah. or like uh, what do you call that the like the, the, the pop you know that's like red white. <laughs> the bomb pop yeah the bomb pop man. yeah you're the second yeah. One that said yeah I used to like ones with gum in the middle too.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that, there we go. The Ninja Turtle one. That new yeah, the, alley, man. Oh, yeah, the drumstick was the holy grail.
0: The drumstick <laughs> they really were and that was like two twenty five. Like, Mama dad were splurging, that man. Yeah, that was yeah. like that was payday stuff right there, man. That was yeah. <laughs> so yeah. next, you have to next do next some one. serious
2: shoveling of the driveway
0: for that <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Love it, man. Which one scares you more? Planes or um swimming? Or let me let me take take that back. Fear of water or fear of heights? Uh water, um more deeper the ocean. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, awesome, man. And last one, who would win in a fight, Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees?
2: Um, mm, Well, they're both now dead and still going. <laughs> I'd say now that Jason's beaten to hell and fought Freddie, probably
0: Jason. I gotcha. <laughs> okay. Love it, man. Just a little fun, silly stuff that we do, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> So I'll give it back to Dane for a little bit of a, a preaching segment, man. So yeah, appreciate cool. it. Love it.
1: Yeah. yeah, Rich, Rich, in this section we call it a preaching section. You know, with the span of your career uh, and all that you've done and been through, um, we like to kind of open the floor because we, you know, we talk sports and and obviously music, and yeah. we try to inspire that next generation. You know, as you yes. do um, directly and indirectly. Is, is there something that you've carried with you through these years that keeps you motivated, keeps you working to go to that next level of your craft, the, whether it be a mantra or, or something you've you know, been instilled with from your parents that's carried you through these years that you can kind of share with some of the younger uh, listeners that want to get to aspire to where you are? I think...
2: Um kind of back to what we touched on is it's all about the song it's not about the guitar soul it's not about your drum part Mm -hmm. it's not about any of that it's about it's really about the chorus of a song Mm -hmm. that's the thing that is going to grab everybody's attention um you know is getting to the chorus that's the part people remember first that's the part people sing to and and again the thing that they never really remember besides a couple of songs over the years are, are the drum parts or Mm-hmm. Uh, you know and that's not completely true there there's you know those um epic guitar solos too but at the end of the day everybody's singing the song so mm-hmm. uh, you know I always say that to young bands like just keep on writing um mm-hmm. you know you never if you're a new band and you're starting out the the, the best song that you have if you keep writing eight months from now, you're going to say, Oh my God, I can't thought, I can't believe that. We thought that was the best song Just <laughs> writing, writing, and writing, um, the more abundance of music. It's not, it's not going to mean that you have more songs. The more you write, I think the better at learning how to create, you're going to be. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, record companies sign bands or at least they used to on the song that, you know, the songs, I, I guess another thing too, is remember that, um, it was always kind of faux pas to talk about the radio, but I, I've i always thought, man, how do you write that three-minute song that's yeah. not only going to – that you're going to like and other you know, musicians and stuff are going to like, but what's the song that uh, someone that knows nothing about music what, – like, what's the song that your mom is going to like?
0: Mm, yeah.
2: That probably is the song that's going to do the best, even though it might not be your thing. And this doesn't apply to like a death metal band or something. They're not going (laughs) to, they're not going to follow these rules. But for a rock band, for a rock band, it's like, how concise can you, can you get um, in three minutes? How can you do a beginning, a middle and an end in three minutes? And (laughs) how, how much can you make that singable to a complete stranger?
0: That's technical. I like it, man, because that goes back to still doing something that you love. It, like you're getting better at your craft. Like, any, like me and Dan always say, whatever your profession is, whether it's a surgeon or whatnot, trying to maybe do better about your next surgery, you're, yeah. you're surgically making – you're crafting this piece of art, and you're also doing it in a time frame to catch people's attention. You know, It's almost like yeah. it's the same same mantra of like this social media thing now, but also old school. Like, hey, radio, like you said, that's the first really form of social media. So I, I dig what you're saying, man. I, I love and it, it, and, so. it
2: I, and it should be almost – the, the least technical part like when i reference like your mom it's like what, what are, what's gonna be catchy to somebody that knows nothing about technical stuff music like how do you make something almost as simple as you can like a band like nickelback are, are yeah uh, figured that they figured out that formula so well mm-hmm. um it, so that yeah it's like how do you make musicians and other peers you know think what you're doing is cool but how do you make the people that absolutely have no idea what you're playing think that that's a really cool song too wow man mm. that's, well, that's that's yeah. a
0: way of putting it I just man rich I, I say this man in closing because I appreciate you I know it's a little bit later yeah. where you are so I appreciate you kind of okay uh, we're, we're, we're uh we're not really uh, night owls anymore but we, we kind of <laughs> do the producing stuff so I, I think yeah. about just looking back over this episode man when I first got to meet you and I appreciate you when you called me it was yeah. cool I always tell Dane like when you call me and I got the chance to kind of kind of break it down there for a few minutes. It was just I was so humbled by how chill you were and how just graceful yeah. you were to take time out of your day because you're a family guy now and you're doing all these multiple things. And like, hey, I got time for you. You made time to call us. That meant the world to me, man. So I uh, yeah. I wish you in the next in the next year and then obviously in the next chapter of your life, man. Uh, I, I I may be jumping out of balance, but it sounds like there's a book out there, man, that you need to be, yeah, dude. Yeah. Your story, man. Yeah, like, let's, let's get Definitely. you a book, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like you got a lot thinking of the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Who
2: knows? I mean, I just I'm just not. I'm not done playing yet. So hopefully in the next, um, Six months or a year or whenever, you know. Hopefully, it's uh, seeing me in something new and, and getting back out there and,
0: and get you get you it. a Ghost Rider while you're touring, man. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> to get you because yeah. you got a lot to say. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Uh, the audience, this is you're speaking to parents out there, man. Let, let's let's be honest. Parents that struggle with, like you said, maybe it's uh, parents are stressed out and that they're drinking too much or those things that you talk about, right? Like yeah. that's real life, man. I just I appreciate you being vulnerable but also positive at the same time. That's that's a hard balance, man. To be real but also lift people up, and you have done that better than yeah. we could have imagined before man so i, well, I really thanks, man. That.
2: and it's you know in closing it's it's funny you mentioned that because there's some in in that ballpark of what you just said is there is something like that um in the future as well so we'll, man, we'll talk about just... that next time we come on
0: yeah, oh, man. We're, if you if you are open to it, please open invitation. Yes, we would love to have you back again, man. Let me know. Um, once you get kind of something that you're, you you want to bring back on, let me know, and we'll we'll schedule it again. And uh, please make love it a regular to. thing. We'd love to have you back. Okay. Definitely, so,
2: absolutely, man. I'd love to. Thank you guys so much for having yeah, me. thank it's, you. It's an honor.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, So we, we'll, we'll definitely look, be in
0: touch, man. man. We love you, and you take care and uh, get some rest. We'll be in touch pretty soon. Okay. All Appreciate it. Right. Love <laughs> you guys too. man. Thank you so Thanks, much, man. Thank you, man. Dane, I'm telling you, man. I say it every time. T- talk to me. Break it down, man. Yeah. What do you Think.
1: What a man.
0: Yeah. What a man. You know. It, I mean, it hit it, home, that, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, to me. Yeah. Not to divulge too much, but yeah, what he was talking about hit hit home. I lived that life too, and and with with my father, and you know, like wow. he said, the best thing you can do is it, once you talk about it and you get it out there, you you start to relate more and more to people and and they and you see who is really gonna stick by your side and it sounds like that's what he's done and that's an amazing thing to find those people that know about you more about you than they thought they would, but they still love you and they still want to be with you and they man. and they and they'll carry you along as much as you carry them along is
0: I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be in time at all man before he's doing more gigs because like do oh, someone yeah. like that dude like who who doesn't want to be around someone like that like you're yeah. you're giving him hope he he's literally promoting hope you, you can't that's the best thing you can give someone is hope, you know. So yeah. um look at what he did. Like he overcame that and that's dude, that that's one of the hardest traps to get out of if you're living it in that realm of rock star life where it's, it's what's with you. Yeah and he overcame that that gives us hope yeah. for maybe some of us nine to fivers or those people out there that are maybe you know not so in depth in that they could get out of it too you know it's awesome so yeah wow definitely. that that was that man that was great dan we've had some heavy inspirational stuff this week from joey to yeah. what Corey told us again tonight obviously finishing with rich man it was it was a great week of uh of positive uh, influences on on people man so yeah definitely. Um, we got a few more tomorrow night that we'll close the week out on and we'll go into super bowl week and we'll start transitioning back to more to some sports more so uh, i gotta say again thanks for rich out there for what you did man that was an honor for us we yeah, appreciate definitely. him and um he'll be back we'll make sure of it uh, We we'll love that guy so he's going to be back on very soon take a moment you guys when you get done with this listen to some of their stuff with Santa Sonia again i love all his stuff obviously his finger Leap stuff is great but there's a positive message in all of Santa Sonia's lyrics that like i'm sure he had a big part of that 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 will help you if you're going through something listen to him they're on spotify yeah. they're everywhere that'll help you out so um Obviously, in closing, uh, we went a little longer, but I think it was worth it. So thanks yeah, for sticking definitely. with us. Um, as we always say, and obviously you heard that from Rich tonight, uh, from the Dan and Josh show and those out there that make it this possible, never forget that we love you.
1: Thank you for listening.